With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bar none, 
the best gravy maker around. Let's let's do this. Let's go back, cause um, when I when I'm I'm doing my research and and the hardest part about interviewing a friend is you kind of know a lot of information. Like I, I kind of know a lot, but I wanted to really be focused. I wanted to focus this interview because man, you got you got so much going on, Lunell. Man, I'm just. I'm just well, such you know, a fan. So, so much, but yet so little, and that's what I want to talk about. Because you know, for your listeners who've been devoted to you since you started, uh, they will know that this is my second interview uh, with you, and I thank you yep. because I was actually one of the very first people that you did interview when you started the radio show. Very true, very true, and and you've been getting it in. Let's just go down the list. Think like a man too is in post production. A Christmas Blessing, Dealing with Idiots, In Transition, DTLA, Hotel Transylvania, Taken to, uh, Mac and Devin Go to High School. Come on, man. That's my boy. Think like a man. I mean, I mean, you, you have been working nonstop, and you have made the successful transition from comedian into acting. How hard was that for you? Well, actually, it wasn't very hard at all, uh, but everything in my life has been a fluke. Um, you know, when I first, uh, the the first film, major motion picture that I did was So I Married an Axe Murderer. That was filmed in San Francisco. That was Mike Myers' first film before any of the Austin Powers franchises right. started and and there weren't that many films being shot in the bay area at that time and i didn't even have an agent or anything in fact i was uh in the theater in the western edition cultural center in san francisco when my friend could not go to an audition and asked his agent could i go instead of him now first of all that's unheard of Second right. of all, it just is, is, it just doesn't happen. Third of all, nobody today will send a friend. Fourth of all, no agent would take a friend. And fifth of all, for the friend to go do the audition and get the movie is it. uncanny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a fluke. Then the second film I did, which happened to be in the Bay Area as well, another right. fluke, because like I said, they weren't filming many movies there, you know, what is this, 18 years ago was The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. And the fluke about that is I didn't have a car. I was seven months pregnant and went for that audition and got it. Now, who hires anybody seven months pregnant these days? It's an insurance liability and everything else. But it happened to me. That was a fluke. What I'm facing now, even with all the credits and even with, all the accolades and acknowledgments in the street and in my business is that I haven't seemed to have been able to break through the series uh, situation. Um, I've had reality shows pitched, which I think mine is great because most of the reality shows that are done, people are already put on. They're already in the mansion, or they want you to think that. But nobody has done a reality show about the struggle to get out of the hood and into the mansion when you're still living a double life. Rodney, you know where I live, and you know what I do. So, and you know that I'm raising a daughter, single, single, you know, for the most part, single. Her father and father's family are involved in her life, but we're in L.A. alone. My brothers and sisters live in the South. You know, my, I don't have any parents, and so it's just my daughter and I. So you have me taking my daughter to school. Well, she drives now. We'll talk about that later. I taking know, my right? daughter to school, <laughs> coming home, getting dressed, hitting a red carpet at night with a Sandra Bullock or with a Adam Sandler, then coming back across the freeway back to my neighborhood, pulling the lashes off and getting up in the morning, and it's like a double life. Now, yeah. if it's about making money, which that's what this business is about, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. 
I have, as you do, a whole subculture of people who are pulling for it. You were on a show every night. You were on Monique's show. You, you, you've done a television show. I have yet, out of all the TV credits that I have, I've yet to be in on anything weekly or get a show on my own. That has been disturbing. And that has been, you know, financially costly to me. And that is what we can't really figure out right now because, <clears throat> you know, there's people waiting with bated breath. Oh, my God. You know, if I had a nickel for every time somebody says, God, I wish you had your own show. God, I could, well, yeah. So I don't know what the fear is. There is a certain stigma that comes, I reckon, with being the bad girl of comedy. But Hollywood doesn't know that uh, that handle. That's a handle that I got in the comedy world. Now, if they know anything about me personally, yeah, they all scared. They should be. But, um, <laughs> you know, we that, that's the dilemma that I'm facing now, to have all the credits that I do and to work as, in, in, with as many important Hollywood people as I have. I still haven't been able to crack that that thing. And then also, while I'm ranting, I find it very <laughs> odd that a lot of um, female comics, even the, the known ones, we don't get endorsement deals like, uh, you know, Steve or Kevin or anybody. These guys, they can sell trucks. They can sell phones. They get apps. They get all that. And the machine, there's a machine that promotes these fellows, and they pick one, and, and then that's the it guy, and then there they go. But, but, you know, but how, is, is, that, is that true, though? I mean, yeah, I, mean it's I, I, would, I would imagine, I mean, they're, they're – I mean, this this is what I think. You tell me if you agree. First of all, if you're a comedian, period, you're a stepchild of entertainment. Absolutely. Just People if don't you're realize that. We, we don't, don't we don't get invited that. to award shows. No, we don't. You know, we we don't get. You know, we're not music. We're not. You know, they don't give us acting. You know, unless we become an actor and right. get loved that way. So right. we're already stepchildren. And right. then you compound that by being a female, which everything a female does is a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. So I, I get what you're saying. So mm-hmm. the question is, to to the young ladies that will listen to this, they're saying, Lunell, shit, I thought you were on. So you yeah. tell me you're not on? No. No, I'm not on. And here the thing about it is is like like let's let's say you have Denali trucks, okay? Mm-hmm. So you you have um all these men who can get endorsements to sell a Denali truck. Well who better to sell a truck than a woman who's toting around groceries and children? Right. Now you can get women to maybe be interested in buying that Denali. You know, um we um uh, uh we don't what people don't realize about comedians, we don't have a union, uh-huh. so we don't have anybody to fight for us if we get mistreated or if we don't get paid or if our contract gets breached. You damn near have to take it to the streets like a dope deal. Really? The people count on the fact that we travel and we can't keep our court dates if we do to try decide to sue someone, and it usually falls by the wayside. So it's very easy to screw over a comic. It's easy. It happens all the time. And we don't have, a, being that we don't have a union, we don't get health insurance. I don't know how many comics I know, and recently, as you know, I'm speaking of, uh, uh-huh. Ronnie, I don't know how many yeah. comics we know who die alone in hotel rooms. They die, uh, you know, with no insurance. Everybody seems to have, you know, even though it's only 11 12 13 15 $25, $35 to pay for life insurance, we don't get it. And, it's, and there's no, nothing offered to us unless you get personal insurance. And so every time a comic dies, we got to do a fundraiser, got to do a fundraiser, got to do a fundraiser. When you're a singer, you belong to a union. When you're a actor... You belong to a union. I belong to three unions as an actor, actors, right. uh, uh, equity, doing theater, and uh, SAG, and AFTRA, but not doing comedy. I really strive to be like the Norma Ray of comedians. I really want things to change, but I'm fighting a losing battle because while I want things to change and while the comics know things to change, they won't rally 
together like, you know, the bus strike in the 60s. It's not going to happen. And the club owners do not want things to change because they can get away with having top-notch talent week after week after week in their clubs for damn near free. The money that they offer to is insulting. I say this, Lunell, and I don't foresee that changing because of this. Comedy is largely a solo sport. So what I mean when I say that is it's not it's not track it's not um football a team sport it's not basketball right. a team right. sport it's more like track and field. So right. from time to time you get to do events with your peers, but largely you're a sprinter or a long distance runner whatever right. whatever that is. And so right. I, but but let's let's not lose sight because I, I really want to I want people to really get. Um, a, a glimpse of the normal Ray that I know. Um, uh, first of all, hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Lou Nell. Um, you can check her out on our website. It's heylunell.com. That's H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L.com. Check her out on Facebook. Uh, the official Lou Nell and her Twitter and Instagram are both. She's at Lou Nell on both of those. That's yeah, L-U-E. my Instagram is like a reality show. My Instagram is Oh, my is God. Your, your Instagram is... <laughs> A life in itself. I mean, <laughs> to hear your story from you is one life I'm hearing. But to watch your Instagram, you are the most interesting human being on the planet. <laughs> who, who is your favorite person to brush with? Or who is the person that you wanted to meet that you've met? I wanted to meet Vivica Fox because she's from Inglewood, and she's very, very hood when it gets down to it, but she has transitioned from hood to major player. She's been sexy without being a a rail of a woman. She has fabulous acting chops. She's very about it, about it, and I always wanted to meet Vivica, even before, like, uh, Soul Food. She's just always been somebody that I wanted to meet and wanted to kick it with and wanted to be friendly with, and, and that has happened. I always wanted to meet Vivica. I, uh, of course, always wanted to meet, you know, people like, like, James Kahn, you know, mm-hmm. from The Godfather. I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, well, I, I, you can only look at that person and say, oh, our paths will never cross. Lo and behold, I get to do Adam Sandler's That's My Boy, who's part of the cast, James Kahn. Wow. So uh, there, there's been lots of my, my world. It's so diverse. Being from Arkansas, raised in Oakland, educated in Castro Valley, got my degree in Hayward, California, Castro Valley and Hayward, being basically white suburbs of black, 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 black Oakland. You know, Mm -hmm. I've always been able to fluidly go back and forth. It's not an easy dance to do if you've not been exposed to white folks. And this may sound crazy for people who are listening, but if you've been living your life in your black, you know, blackness, and you really haven't had a lot of black friends, spent the night over, I mean, haven't had a lot of white friends, spent the night over white people's house, went to school with white people or lived around white people or anything. You're naive to the dance of 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 multiculturalism, if I may say so, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you really only know how to relate to white folks in a certain way. But that is why if you come to see my shows in the club, I don't have just a black audience. I got a black audience with Latinos, Persians, Filipinos, and white folks all mixed in to see Lunell. But you would know that as radical as I act and talk unless you came to see me, and then you would see why. So what does what does Lunell want? I mean, of course, I mean you, you, you mentioned television. Which now are we talking situation comedy? Would you be? Would you like to go into that host situation? Like, what what would be the ideal situation for you on television? I love hosting, as you know, Rodney. I did that for many years back in Oakland on the Soul Beat Television Network. I think I'm excellent at it. 
Um, I love that. They don't have an African-American female in late night. I want to jump in that arena. Or even daytime. I'd like to jump in that arena. Mm. Um, uh, They have Queen Latifah. And as much as I love the queen, I don't. I'm not really in love with her doing the, her, her her show. I love her doing so many other things, but I don't really love her talk show um, because I just I almost think it's beneath her. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it sort of to me it cheapens her brand. She's Queen Latifah, not Morning Coffee Latifah to me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, But I think that that would be a a genre I would love to do because I think I ask pertinent questions, and Wendy Williams isn't the only person who can get information out of people. And then um, I I definitely would love to do a sitcom because um, the exposure that Ricky Smiley gave to the three multi-camera doing that, it was just like doing theater for me. And the thing about doing television as opposed to film, and film you don't get a lot of rehearsal time. You got to show up knowing your stuff. In television, you get to do the read through. You get to rehearse the day, maybe shoot the rest of the part of the day. And I love that. And I always wanted to feel like a family somewhere. I want to have a trailer that I'm not taking my stuff home every night out of. I want to have a parking spot. I want to buy Christmas gifts for my cast members, and I want to see people fall in love, get married, have babies, and we're all together. I want that camaraderie, and I I, I, I crave that very, very deeply. Um, I want to do more films, of course. I have, you know, scripts that Bill and I have written and ideas that I have. That I think all that comes after you get to be a blockbuster on television and you can, you know, call the shots a little bit more. Maybe somebody might right. be interested in seeing you on big screen. So, yeah, I have all those aspirations. And then, of, of course, ultimately, I want to, you know, go back, back to Oakland, which has been literally stripped of any creativity, and I want to open another type of Alice Art Center, um, which, for those who are listening and don't know, is like a, the, a theater with um, different courses and things that you can take there. Because I came up through the uh, fine art system in Oakland, and uh, the, the Oakland Ensemble Theater offered you everything: how to do sets, how to do costumes, how to dance, how to sing, how to do everything. And uh, I want to be able to give back in that way. We had a Hope Flood on a few weeks ago, and she spoke so highly of you and your contribution uh, to the young up-and-coming women in, ter- in, in reference to her Females in Comedy uh, convention. Um, what do you give to the, the, the ladies that are coming behind you? What do you want to give them? Wow. <laughs> well... And I got into a little Instagram beef this last week about this. I really want to break them. I want to break them down real quick. It's like when I, I'm the first person you meet when you come to the FICA convention. And it's like we say hello, and then I slap them real hard across the face. Because <laughs> you better get tough real quick if you're trying to do this. This is not, like you say, it's not a team sport where we're all going to band together. But no, if you need pats on the back and accolades and affirmations that you did a good job, you're already in the wrong business. If wow. you need nurturing and hand-holding and, you know, coddling, this is not the business for you. It's a very one your own, you know, you got to be a baller like out the gate. You have to grow a pair and you have to let them hang. Nobody's going to, you know, the fact that there even is a females in comedy convention is like, you know, 60 years into the field of comedy. You know, wow. nobody's never had one before. There, nobody cares what females are, are, are doing in comedy, and nobody definitely is going to try to nurture any or breed any, except Hope came up with this concept, and I fully support her in that. But I tell them, you know, like if, if you've been to the convention, and you come back the second year, and you still don't have proper headshots, resume, website, business card, then you're wasting our time. Because we told you all this the first year, and these are things that are easy to get. 
yeah, these are things that are easy to get. And they're your tools. It's like coming to a carpenter shop and coming back the next year, a carpenter seminar, coming back the next year, and you still don't have a hammer. Like, get the fuck out of here. It, it is definitely hammer time. We're talking to Lunel, the bad girl of comedy. Uh, let's talk about stand-up, man. Um, Lunel, you, you're one, one of my favorite stand-ups. Um, the Bay Area, you know, uh, shaped who you are. How has your comedy evolved um, since Oakland? Well, I think that my comedy has evolved in the fact that having multicultural audiences now and having more exposure to different communities, because when I left Oakland, all I knew was black and white. But now, you know, I've I had a Latino boyfriend for three years. My bodyguard is Persian. You know, my other bodyguard is Italian and black. And so now I've had more exposure to different cultures, and I can speak on different things. I was, I've been on the road with one of the hottest Latin comics in the game, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Or they call him Fluffy. You know, I've worked his audience. Right. This was 99.9.999% all Latino. And they love me. And then... Alex brings a Persian uh, 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 community to my shows, and, you know, I I think that I've learned more culture uh, since then, and I also have, um, since I left Oakland, uh, you know, my daughter has progressed and grown older and is about to graduate high school in May. Um, you know, there's when you have a child, there's always material because everything, every every um, event that happens to them is newsworthy. You know, she's just gotten her first car. She's driving. Well, the things that the things that I talk about in my act are prevalent to every culture. You know, aging, mm-hmm. having children, having sex. Uh, uh, making it good after so many years, gaining weight and, uh, you know, money and all these type of things that I speak of can be spoke of in any genre, in any culture. So I don't do black material. I do look at everything from a black perspective as I yeah. am a black person, you know. Got it. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Prey. Tune in to Roddy Prey Live. We're talking to Lou Nell, um, actress, comedian, uh, Luna, you mind asking a couple of questions? I got some calls. The lines are lighting Ooh, up, yeah, man. Yeah, I love to do that. Low keys, you on with Lunel? Hey, what's up, fam? <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Are you doing your thing too? I'm enjoying. Hey, 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 hey! Thanks, thanks so much for the call, man. What you got for Lunel? Well, say hi to her first. Elgar said, "Hello, Miss Lunel." Hi. <laughs> I enjoyed you with thirty five a ticket. You were like you killed it on that. I, just let I you love know. I love the, I love that movie. Thank you so much. <laughs> but uh, my question is, I mean, I, I really think I want to. I don't know. I know I want to see you on a, on the talk show or something because I just think like you need to be uh, like on your talk show because you keep it funky all the way. I, I love what you do. You know. So I just thank you so much. Thank you very much. Real. Thank you. Amazing, because you because a lot of people don't keep it like in your face like you do. It's far like a you know female comedian, and so right? You, you 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 bring it, you bring it, you Thank go you. hard. You paint. <laughs> hey, hey, low key. You know. Thanks so much for the call, brother. It's all good, bro. One love. My man, keep Bye-bye. listening. Hey, hey, uh, hey. so uh, I got one more. Uh, Big Meech with a question for Lunell. Big Meech, you're uh, all live with <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lunell, baby. It's been a long time since we had. Hey, Rodney, what's going on, baby? Hi. What's up, brother? Uh, Lunell, my darling, I want to ask you this, and I know this could be very sensitive for you. Uh, how is it that you maintain yourself uh, while your mentors, like Cat Williams and Karen, on when you're dealing with friends in the industry that end up having such bad press? and you've been associated with them, how do you maintain you, stay loyal to your friendship with them, and yet keep all the negative from affecting you? Well, because that's what being a friend is, you know. If Rodney were to suddenly, you know, like lose his kids and develop some horrible crack addiction, I wouldn't, it wouldn't affect me because, 
in the press or anything like that because all I would do would be there to love him through it. You know, uh, with, with, you know, if I must speak on cat, which I never do, I never fed into the egging on of the TMZs or people who want to get in your ear so they can go and repeat something you said or tweets or texts or anything like that, not one time mm-hmm, ever, which mm-hmm. is why we're still friends now. I've always, I've loved him right through this uh, situation. And, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, people want to say he was on drugs, and people want to say he lost his mind, say what you want. But I know that the pressures of this business, when you get to be in a genre like that, are huge. If you have, if, like, if you if you win the lotto today, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. If you win the lotto, everybody gonna know it. So now here comes everybody with a bright everybody. idea or with a this or with a that. And some mm. people you don't want to say no to, and most people you have to say no to. Then everybody that you say no to goes out and bashes you. That's your right, because right, you didn't give yeah. them what you wanted, and 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 then you want to have things that you never had before. Yes, you want to fly private. Yes, you want to wear designer clothes. Yes, you want to buy a bunch of cars. Yes, you want to do that. But it, but but and and then you get ridiculed for that. I mean, wow. everybody has those aspirations and those dreams. That's nothing. You can't take that with you at the end of the day. But while you're here, you certainly can floss it a little bit. The the fruits of your labor. People that that go that hard, such as a Kevin or a cat or anybody like that, they're working through their holidays. They're working through their family obligations. They're out there to please you, and they can't go to the birthday party of their nephew. They can't go to the graduation of their cousin. They can't go spend their birthday in the Bahamas. They can't spend Christmas at home under their tree because they're serving you. So the stuff that that you have had to give up in order to make people happy, and then they turn on you? Wow. Wow. You know, wow. it's never affected me because I'm a, I'm a loyal and true friend. If I'm down for you, I'm down for you. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't nobody do nothing. I'll go up in the crack house and get you if I think that it will help you. But uh, 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 I, I stand on my own. Nothing that anybody does around me is going to ever affect me because I'm my own chick and I have such a strong, you know, uh, uh, presence. So I don't, I don't have none of that has ever affected me. Wow, well said. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. Big Meats, thanks for the call. Low Keys, thank you for the call. A um, couple more things uh, before I bring on my next guest, Lunel. Yeah, who is that? Uh, I thought I had the whole hour. I want to know who I'm sharing my hour with. Who the hell? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Please, okay. Uh, that's dear. That's dear. And, and, you know, this is my show, so we can always go longer. You know, oh, we can always go longer. It is your so, show. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> You stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about this. Let's talk. I got two things, and uh, one thing is this. And I, I, I felt this. And you know, it's, he, he breached the, uh, the cat subject. We've been lucky enough to see like two of our peers really blow up. You know, one being Cat Williams, one being Kevin Hart. Did you ever go through you changing around them? Like, and, and, and before you answer that, let me preface that with this. I can remember a moment where, you know, Caddick dropped by my house. He had picked me up. And we were hanging out. And I can remember changing my approach with him because he was successful. And I had to catch myself and be like, yo, this is, this is my friend. If I can't be me around him, then I'm not helping him. So, so the question is, did you ever feel yourself changing around our peers that have really blown up? You know, it's a very good question, and it's like this. And, and, and if we must use those two, then so be it. I personally have never changed except one of them I have worked for and the other one I have worked with. The one that I worked for at a certain level, 
I had to maybe choose my words a little differently lest I jeopardize my job, you see. Understood. Understood. I never, however, changed who I am, which is why I believe we are still friends now and work together on the biggest night of the year, which was New Year's Eve. Right. I I think that he appreciates, actually kind of appreciates us from Oakland probably more than any of the other friends he has in comedy. And I believe that because if, he mentioned, if you mention a Rodney or a Dijon or a Rip or a Rick or you or anything like that from the town, you know, his eyes change differently than talking about anybody else in the business. He has very fond memories of Oakland, and he and he cut his teeth, the ones he had, in Oakland at that time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I said it. Those, but, those, um, those were incredible times, man. Yeah, they, you know, they're character-building times. The other gentleman, I find, actually has changed their selves around me. I haven't changed. They changed. The other person, if I might say so, and I don't care who tweets or anything like this, tends to me, to me, to act a little brand new around me. You know, if I'm not a, if you, you know, you get a certain level and all your friends become big stars, even though they may or may not sincerely really be your friends. Mm-hmm. But they become big stars, and then you consider yourself to be that person. And so the people who are not as big a stars as you, quite possibly you may not have the same, you know, uh, fondness for them as you did before, perhaps. Mm. So, you know, off the air, I could give you more detail, but that's all I'll say about that right, right now. That, that that's more than enough, ladies and gentlemen. She's been an amazing guest. You can check her out online. Her website is heylunel dot com. That's h e y l u e n e l l dot com. Do do people still mess up your name? You want to know what? Yeah. And the other thing they mess up that cracks me up is the hey in heylunel dot com. They go h a. I'm like no no how, how the hell. Can you mess up hey and hey, Lunel? It's only three letters. You use it in the vernacular. I mean, duh. I'm like, what is this poor education? I don't even. And then I really just rake them over the coals like for being stupid. Because I'm like, it's three letters, you know. Hey, Lunel. Like, how the hell do you spell that? Well, H, uh, I don't know. You're making me confused. No, you're just dumb shit. You stupid. Hey, y'all. This lady, <laughs> this lady is is one of my favorite guests. Your show, the show that we did before, is already one of my highest rated shows. Thank you for returning oh, again. Yay. And uh, we got to chat more, man. You got to come back on, and uh, we got to we got to chop it up some more because you know we, you know we could talk all day. Well, I'm gonna tell you another little thing. Put a blanket on that couch downstairs in the movie room because I may be coming to. Hot lantern to hang out for a minute, and I, and if I bring myself, I ain't paying them a high price hotel downtown. I could be in the house, and y'all would never know I'm there. I'll make Let you some you gravy, and some, I'll smother something. Don't for say you. another word. You you <laughs> wanted a few. You know my wife don't like nobody. Okay, first. <laughs> right, right. You wanted that. a handful of people that my wife like. And that's got the green light in the Perry house. You understand and me? And the kid, and the kids. Me and the kids. Uh, the are kids cool. love you. You know. Uh, uh, but if you come here and don't make some gravy, it's, it's, we gonna no, have to I, I, I swear, gonna I will smother something for you, a <laughs> raccoon, a pigeon, something. I will smother something for you. I promise. <laughs> hey y'all! Hey y'all! This is Roddy Perry. Tune in to Roddy Perry Live. That's my girl Lunell. Again, go to the website heylunell.com. dot com. That's not H A Y, you dummy. It's H E Y Lunell. dot com. You can check her out on Twitter. You can check her out on Instagram. She's at Lunell. And if you go to her Facebook page, it's the official Lunell. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, sis. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Oh, well, thank you very much, and I love you, and congratulations on holding this radio show down for so long, and, you know, you make me very proud. Uh, I I just, you know, man, we, 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 as long as we're able to put some food on the table, I think we're successful. So, you know, I'd like to change the food, but, hey, you know, here we go. Hey, you know, you know what, if they, if they gave us some more money, we still going to be eating this chicken. Ha <laughs> ha! 
I got some wings. Look, dude, I got some wings seasoned right in the refrigerator, ready, ready to drop in the grease at a moment's notice. Don't play with me. Hey, girl, thank you so much, y'all. Give it up. My girl, Lunell, the bad girl Woo-hoo! of comedy. Hey, y'all, y'all stay right there. We'll be right back with more Rodney Perry Live this month. This month, Rodney Perry is on the cover of the Humor Mill. Check it out. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Mill. Check out the website, humormillmag.com. Humor Mill, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Yeah, KFC. Original recipe. Original recipe? Mm. Dad, I think you ate the bone. I did what? You ate the bones. I ate the bones? I ate the bones? I ate the bones? KFC Original Recipe, now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious mouth-watering pieces in your next 10-piece mix bucket for $14.99. Today tastes so good. Hey, y'all, we are back. It's your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Now it's time to bring on my next guest. Like I said at the top of the show, uh, the people that I'm bringing on today are my friends, man. They're my friends. So I got an opportunity to, to uh, bring this lady on. We've been, we go way back. She's uh, super talented. She is a pageant winner, an actor, a radio personality, and she's just added author to her list of credits What's up, dear? Rodney Perry, what's going on? Hey, hey, sis, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours from back when we was doing It's Your World uh, uh, on, on the Tom Joyner show. Uh, you have since parlayed that into so many things. Let, let's, let's bring us up to speed before we start talking about the book on just which, all the stuff you got going on. I mean, I know you're over in the, in the joiner world. You're producing stuff over there, and you're on air at the same time. What, what, bring the world up to speed on what Dia Direct is getting on. Well, Dia Direct is trying to do everything she can to directly fulfill her purpose and to empower people in the process, especially women. So one of the things that I really love to do is uh, my show, Girlfriend FM, where I really focus on all issues, all female matters. It's sort of a play on words, and we talk about everything under the sun. Uh, the video up, that's up right now on com is dealing with uh, the art of how to talk to your man. So be sure to check, check that out. And, uh, you know, I blog you know, weekly, and I do Dia Directives um, all the time on social media to really empower people to, you know, take their life to the next level. And so um, I'm really just trying to walk in my purpose and knowing that everything that you've experienced, good, bad, or indifferent, is not just for you. Like, why go through things in life unless it's going to ultimately help you get better first and then help other people, you know, so I want people to feel good, get better, and I'm growing. Everything I know so far, I will share, you know, and if I learn something better, I'll share that too. I love it. She goes by Dear Direct. You can check her out online. It's DearDirect.net. And, but, you know, Dear Miss Smith, if you will, you were a former Miss Black USA. Uh, right. You know what, Rodney? In fact, this year, I hate to say it, but this year marks my 20th anniversary. I can't believe I'm serious. 20 years after I won uh, Miss Black USA, the first person from New Haven, Connecticut, to ever win a national title and international. And uh, and I'm still here. And so that's why I know what I'm doing. Must be my Hold on, dear. I'm, I'm let me stop doing. you right there. Let me stop you right there. You are more than still here. Y'all go to her Instagram. She's at Dear Direct. The girl is gorgeous. She's still fine. So that that's the twenty. I don't even see the twenty. What you what you use uh, a cocoa butter, uh, a Vaseline right. intensive? Right. What what you doing? <laughs> exactly. Uh, whatever. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing too. I'm, uh, you know what? What I'm learning to do is get more sleep. I just got back from the Image Awards, wow. and I haven't had much sleep. And it's like you know, the older you get, you can't just bounce back like you used to. You, I need a second. So I'm multitasking today. I'm talking to you. I'm working, and I'm trying to get some sleep all at the same time. It is most necessary. Very much. Um, we got to get into this book, man. Touch yourself. Thirty mm-hmm. ways to boldly mm-hmm. live, love, and let go. Now, 
Dear Direct Smith, mm-hmm. what is this book about? Because, you know, <laughs> I've been known to touch myself. Yes. Yes. It is a blessing and a gift to touch yourself, to be in touch with yourself, to touch others because of yourself, all of the above. So it is a play on words, uh, but I do go right there, too. So just to break it down, the book is broken up into three sections, Rodney. What goes in, what comes out, and the climax. What goes in is about... Uh Uh-oh, slow it down. Say it again. Slow it down. Slow it down. Okay, exactly, and that's usually it's usually best that way. Just mm-hmm. FYI for those who are going too fast. Come on now, slow it down. <laughs> so, uh, what goes in is really about what you're doing with yourself. It's about learning how to make love to your own life. You know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, professionally, so that you're actually doing the work. The best example I can give you is this. If you have somebody who rings your doorbell unexpectedly and you know your house is not right, even if you decide to let them in, you're not going to be comfortable because you know you, your house is a mess, right? So yeah, same absolutely. thing, Very true. And, 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 and they're going to also be a little uncomfortable because they can't be comfortable if you're not comfortable in your own space. So now apply that to your real life. Why are you inviting somebody to come into your life and you know it's a mess? Do the work. Clean it up. Get it together so you can actually create a space for people. But what we do is we just try to fill it up with stuff, with being busy, with distractions, and you don't actually just take the time to get quiet, to be by yourself, to learn how to love you, to to pour into yourself, to feed yourself with the strength, the energy, the encouragement, the spiritual growth that you need. And so basically, if you don't like spending time with you, don't be confused when nobody else does. Wow. Sybil Wilkes from the Tom Joyner Morning Show says, from foreplay to climax, Dia uses her own life examples and those she has interviewed to help us find a new path. Um, when you had this brainchild to, to, to write this book, mm-hmm. how hard was it? Because, and, and before you answer that, I want to preface that with, there are a lot of people with ideas that right. never get to this stage. How did you get your idea to this stage? Man, let me tell you something. I've been um, doing blogs for years. I used to do blogs on EUR Web way back when. And so it, it, it was a combination of the kind of topics I used to talk about all the time. Um, the mm-hmm. book, uh, you, you know how it is with the creative process. In your head, it is amazing. It, the thing you were thinking about was amazing. And then when you have to talk about it or actually write it down, somehow there's something that you lose in that process of the translation from your head to actually making the idea come real. And so when I, I, the book was originally about uh, something else or a different title, Life Happened to Me. And I think everybody can relate to this part, and this is part of the process, because I had spent so much time encouraging people and talking about how you need to do this, that, and the other. And then when life happened to me, I lost my voice. I, couldn't, wow. I didn't feel like I was equipped to tell somebody else um, what to do um, or how to get through something because here I was struggling. So this is a very important question, Rodney, because it, was, it took me about 10 years. It was about a 10-year process, and I had to get the courage and the strength again to lose my voice, I mean to gain my voice and to realize that bad things happen to good people, to realize that life is about the process. So nobody has it all together, no matter how much you think you do. And so you have to allow yourself to be a real person, to have real experiences, which means you can have be really, really high and be successful in one area, like you guys were talking about earlier. And you can also, you know, lose your, almost lose your mind in another scenario. So what happened to me real briefly was my ex-husband, who, you know, I just thought was the end-all, be-all. He was older, an older man. I looked up to him. We had a great friendship. Um, but I found out he was on drugs. He was on crack. Wow, wow. So, um, uh, so it was like I had to work through that process, and it was weird because I come from And I would imagine that's, a whole, that's another type of infidelity that you don't even think it you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. It is. 
I and I and I tell some of the stories in the book, and um, it really is. It, you wouldn't believe my life. And nobody knows what's going on on the inside, you know. People just know what they know. They don't know the truth. And so the irony about that process, though, is that my father used to be on drugs. So what I realized, even in this process of, of this book, is that I was still that little girl with the hole in my soul, and I was looking for it to be filled up. And so I continuously made a bad relationship decisions, what I call becoming a repeat relationship offender. I was offending myself which is what I realized, and so the beauty of it is I didn't have to just forgive my ex-husband or my father in this book. I had to forgive myself for the choices that I made, and that really is what this book is about. You're, responsibility, you're responsible for your life, and especially to women, stop looking for somebody else to res- rescue you or to make it right. You need to walk out the house knowing you're okay. You need to know your strengths, your weaknesses better than anybody else so that nobody can just walk in and change your whole life. No, you dictate your truth. You need to d- dictate the direction of your life. You need to be so in touch with you that nobody else can come in and try and wreck your world. Man, you have you have uh, some some great um, ideas. Um, you know, when I, when I'm looking at a book, I'm always looking for the ideas that you're putting out. You're talking about self love. You're talking about wisdom. You're talking about self control. Were you ever afraid to wrap this book the way you wrapped it? Uh, in you know, in terms of the title, touch yourself and thirty ways to boldly live, love and let go, because. I would imagine your audience is a lot of, you know, church women, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, people that are damaged. Were you were you at all afraid to wrap it in this wrapping of touch yourself? Yes and no. Okay. Um, because because I was afraid to do it is why I need, knew I needed to do it. Okay. The whole point of the book is to be bold and to be unapologetic. And so the idea is that when I thought about what is it that I'm trying to accomplish, what is it that I'm trying to say in this book, what do I want to do? I knew I wanted to touch women. And I knew I wanted to speak to that scary, dark place, that gray place that nobody tells, talks about. I wanted to go there with them. And I knew I had to get naked emotionally to do it. So what I do is I create, and I do these um, Touch Your Life groups all over the country, and I talk to women and I create the safe space for them to tell the truth and get free. So, yes, but getting free, being unapologetic, taking your life to the next level, being successful, figuring out your brand, knowing what makes you feel good sexually, all of that is bold. All of it is a little scary. It requires you to do something different. And so in this noisy, noisy world, I did want to say it in such a way that would get people's attention. Now, it could either attract you or detract you, but if you're willing to uncover your truth and get in the mix of it and get in touch, I promise you it will bless your life and it will change you forever. It's probably more spiritual than it is anything else, but guess what? Spiritual people don't necessarily talk about what it means to be intimate. Spiritual people don't necessarily get naked. Spiritual people don't even talk about touching themselves. All they talk about is what you don't do. Now, I love Jesus, but if all you're telling people is what you can't do, that's exactly what they're going to do. That's not attractive, okay? So when you have all these, you, since you mentioned that you have all these believers, you have all these women who are 30s, 40s, and, and they're trying to keep themselves, but they're also at their sexual peak. Unfortunately, most people, I, I mentor young women, and I have a whole bunch of girlfriends. I am the go-to girlfriend, trust me when I tell you, and a whole <laughs> lot of people are struggling with relationships or finding a man. And when I say, well, what does the Bible say? When, the, when you get into the scripture and it talks about uh, self-pleasuring, it does not talk, it does, it is not a sin. And in fact, if you can't pleasure yourself, who can? Come on now. If you don't know what now. works for you, who will? So then again, I talk about in the chronic part of the book, you know, it's like he who makes you feel good gets the power. So if, if you're waiting on somebody else to come on the, from the outside to make you feel good and then they don't do it, then it's not their fault because you don't even know what makes you feel good. Why everybody wow. got to start from scratch when you've been living with yourself all of your life? All of a sudden, it's their job to figure you out what works for you emotionally, spiritually, sexually. They got to figure out your whole life. That's too much work. They got to figure out their own life too. 
So if you you thirty something years old and you haven't touched yourself, then I'm, I say that's more unnatural than for you to do it. In fact, it is it is medically proven. I have talked to psychologists in this book. I have talked to sexologists and doctors, and they talk about all of the uh, benefits. Uh, from a psychological and health perspective of what it does to your, a woman's body and how it empowers her when she's in touch with how to please herself. It is actually a healthy thing to do, but you've got to be in touch. <laughs> you've got to touch yourself and be willing to be bold about you in order to wow. Hey, y'all, this is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Dia Direct. That's Dia Smith. You can go to her website. That's diadirect.net. Uh, and also uh, the website to get the book is touchmebooks.com. Uh, her Facebook, you can find her at Dia Smith or uh, Touch Yourself the Book. Now, now my, my Twitter just blew up. When you start talking about all this, my Twitter's like, yo, what is her Twitter? She is at Dia Direct. That's D-E-Y-A-D-I-R-E-C-T. Or you can check her out at Touch Me Books. And her Instagram is also at Dia Direct. So you got that, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all blowing me up. So I want to make sure y'all get to this lady, um, uh, Dia. First of all, man, you, you touched on so many things. Um, you are you are both um, uh, uh, you, it, so you are attacking touch yourself in the literal sense as well in this book. Absolutely, absolutely. Interesting, interesting. If not that's, you, that's who? crazy. If if not you, who? I mean, little boys, babies. It is it is biologically little boys touch themselves because they they're made differently from a you know anatomical perspective. Uh, but when little girls are always taught what don't do that. That's nasty. That's right. Fresh, right. So so emotionally, you're made to feel like you're not supposed to be okay with what's going on in your body. So you ignore it. You get that's why Boo Boo from down the street, you know, who works at the gas station or whatever, uh, and not enough. What's wrong with that? He can get the power in a woman who's a CEO's life because all she wants to do is feel good. So if whoever knows how to make her feel good, and he's been touching himself since he was a baby, he knows how the body works. He's in touch with it. You can play psychological and emotional games with the woman because sexually she's just hungry. She's thirsty. So whoever comes to fill her up gets the power. And I say fill yourself up so you don't have to be dehydrated. Wow. Well said. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, Dia, where can people get this book? I mean, I, I know you can go to touchmebooks.com. Um, Is there any other outlets out there? Yes, yeah, thank you for asking. It's available on Amazon. You can get it uh, on iTunes. You can get it on Kindle. It is all there for you. You will get it in less than a week. If you, you know, if you go to my website, you'll get the physical book. If you want, if you like to read online, you can get it right now. Please go get it right now. And and I and I encourage men to get it for their women because it takes the pressure off the men. Okay, um, because you realize, you know, how many times your girl, do I look good? Do I look nice? Well, what do you think? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, how come she asking you? You know, it's, wow. one, it's one thing to be affirmed, but she shouldn't need it. She shouldn't need it that much that it messes up her entire day because you didn't give her the compliment that she wanted. What I tell women, I have a chapter in the book called Be the One. Everything that you want somebody else to be, be it for yourself first. And so why are you looking for somebody to be a baller in your life and your credit is jacked up? Come on, boo. Wow. You ain't You can't baller. have it both ways. You can't, come on. <laughs> get, get the, the basics. Let's do the basics. You know, Women's Month is coming up. Be empowered mm-hmm. about yourself. Own your truth. Brand yourself. Ask yourself the tough questions. Who am I? What do I really want out of my life? What are my strengths and my weaknesses? And then after you identify all of that, which takes time, then what are you going to do about it? Okay, now you've got to do the work. And what I do is I help you in that process because I also share my process with you. And that which I attain, I share. What I know tomorrow, I'll share that too. I'm not perfect, but I tell you what, I've learned a lot, and I've had to learn a lot the hard way. And if I can help somebody else to get through some of those steps, that's exactly what I want to do. 
The website is diadirect.net, and she's on with me right now, man. Dia, you know what I want to do? I want to open up the phone lines. Give us a call, 718-305-6383. If you're a lady, you want to get a copy of this book, you want to talk to Dia, give us a call right now, 718-305-6383. We're talking to Miss Dia Direct. You know, you're you giving so much great information. I know the ladies is trying to get in touch with you. Uh, let me see. A Money. You on with uh with Dia Direct. Hi, uh, Rodney Perry. Hi, Miss Dia Direct. Hey, babe. I love uh, the conversation. I love your book. And um, really what you have said is very inspiring. And, um, I mean, I like the part where you say touch yourself. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. You got to explain that or elaborate a little bit more because. All right, money. You know what she makes- means. You know exactly what she no, means. I know what she means. I know what she means, but it makes you if you once you do that, well for me, let me say this. It just right. you know, it really doesn't do anything for me because I rather basically have a man. But in her book and what she's saying is that, you know, you you really gotta feel yourself is how I'm taking it, not just sexually, but you really have to feel yourself all the way around in order to be who you gonna be. That's how I'm gonna take that. All day. All day, every day. And let me, I'm going to take you to another level with that. When I don't just mean uh, climaxing when you touch yourself mm-hmm. physically, but I mean you need to get all up in the crypts and the crevices of your life and your body. So I'll mm-hmm. ask you this. Do you, do you know how to cook? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Now, what does every good cook do? The one thing every cook, good cook does is they taste their food before they serve it, right? Yes. Because you want to know that what you're serving is actually good, right? You want to make sure that what people are tasting is actually going to be enjoyable, correct? Yes. Okay. So now you take that on down to the lowest common denominator when it comes to your body. Why are you asking somebody to come over and have some seafood if you don't know what you're serving? You need to taste it first. That's what Dr. <laughs> Dr. Gwendolyn Goldsby Grant, who was a sexologist, she used to be old school sexologist from, from um, Essence Magazine, she said you need to taste yourself. You need to know what's going on physiologically with your body because sometimes your body changes, and you need to be wow. in tune with that before you in- invite somebody else to the party. You know, so people, yes. it's so crazy because a lot of married women, a lot of women in relationships, they'll go, ugh, I don't even let my man kiss me after he goes down there. Well, shame on you. Then what shame the hell you. is going on with you if, if, right. what is, if you are so nasty that you don't even, you want somebody else to, to basically do you know what and you, don't, and, and you don't like it? You need to touch yourself, boo. That's what I mean. I don't that's know if that's true. That's for you, so but I'm true. going all in. Oh, no, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about, but some people over here didn't know, so I had to just, you know, leave that question. So, <laughs> exactly, hey, I hey. agree with you 1,000. <laughs> hey, hey, Money, hey, Money, thank you so much for calling, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, I appreciate you, too. You guys have a good one. I you said, <laughs> man, 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 you are really promoting so much conversation. What are women saying as they're as they're reading a book? I mean, are we are we are you saving some some relationships, some ladies from making some some tough decisions? You know what, Bonnie? What's really crazy is when we do the touch your life parties. Um, it's like we usually start off um, like it's a cocktail hour, and then um, we'll go into a sister circle. And, it, and, it, and it, the dynamics go from everything from mentoring to getting advice about, you know, how to deal with your boss at work to what's going on in your life and what's stopping you from getting to the next level. And so we deal with everything under the sun. So I've had women who have known each other that I didn't even know, but because we were in a safe place, they revealed that they've been molested, that they're going through in their relationships, all kinds of stuff comes out, and it becomes a healing experience. And people get to see, regardless of your title, I don't care that you are the manager, the CEO, you're an actress. And I mean, I'm talking about people who are, you know, from from um, first ladies to you know to high level people. Um, 
It doesn't matter. You can be, you know, really strong in one area and really weak in the other. You can be highly intelligent because that's the muscle that you're working. You're working that area of your life. If you are not working the muscle of your emotional life, then you're going to be slightly retarded. That's just what that is, okay? It's going to be weak. Think about it when you go to the gym. That what you work on is strong. That what you don't is not. That's why it's hurting more. Okay, that's why it is weak. And so, yes, people are getting healed, but they're getting healed outside of church because often they're, they're so worried about being judged, they can't even be honest. So people are lying, and I take all, I deal with all the gray areas, you know, because life is not black and white. Let's go <clears> in, let's tell the truth, let's really get free, and let's do it in such a way where you don't have to hide anymore. You can embrace yourself, be so in touch with your truth that at the end of the day, if nobody else likes it, well, that's their problem as long as you're good. And that's what happens, though. Once you're good, then you start to attract different people in your life because people are drawn to what's inside of you. So if you have a, a, a series of bad relationships like I did and you're a repeat relationship offender like I was, the question is not what's wrong with everybody else. The question is what's going on in your house. When you change and clean up your house, you will change the people who come over to your house. Wow. Well said. The name of the book, Touch Yourself, 30 Ways to Boldly Live, Love, and Let Go. Her name is Dia Direct Smith. Again, you can touch your, you can touch her on her website. That's diadirect.net, or you can go to uh, touchmebooks.com. And, again, her Facebook is Dia Direct or Touch Yourself, the book. Uh, the Twitter is at Dia Direct and at Touch Me Books. And, man, the Instagram, again, is at Dear Direct. Dear, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, and I'm, can I really keep it real with you? you I've been touching myself this whole interview. <laughs> is it good for you? <laughs> it got good for me. It got good to me. <laughs> well, especially when you, you and A-Money was on the line. I really got crazy. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, um, sis, uh, again, thank you for coming on. we got to have you thank come you, back on. Because we got to do a call where we're going to bring you on and we're going to just have you talk to the ladies because uh, uh, Women's History Month is March. Yes. And so let's have you come back on in March, and I'm going to have you and a, and a couple other women that I love and respect to come on, and we're going to really give some advice to the ladies out there. That's we're going to have the whole show where we're going to give advice to the ladies. All right? I love it. I love it. I want to say thank you. And if you didn't hear anything else, hear this. Touch yourself. Touch yourself. Touch yourself. That's that's the way to close the show. Thank you, baby. Be good. Thank you. Bye. Where's my lotion at? Anybody? All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all, y'all have a great day. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. Uh, next week, we got another show. Y'all come back. Monday, 2 p.m. I'll see you there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.